This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back. It's me, your friendly neighborhood podcaster guy, Cameron, back with another episode of Anarium. Last time, our story mostly uh, was centered around Bernard and what he did after he got um, freed uh, after the trial or whatever it is that you would like to call it. Um, the first thing he did was went and visited the grave of his wife, um, and he told him his plans, which is to find uh, the man that created the gargoyle that killed his family. Um, he was interrupted by Roderick, a guy that we have seen before, and it seems, once again, has made a bit of a shady deal um, with Bernard the last time. It was Orpheus. Um, and then we also got to meet a new character, Van Helsing, who is currently teamed up uh, with Taylor um, and his character. So that's where we're at right now. Let's go ahead and, and jump back into that and, and, and see what's going on. Hi, my name's Sam. Welcome to my world. It's an area. Sam, I'm the peanut butter boy. <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> that kid's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> Everyone's favorite character, the peanut butter boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my Sponsored world. Brought <laughs> Brought to you by Jif. As Jif sends us an immediate cease and desist on all of our phones. Like, oh, wow. All right, maybe not. <laughs> this is a world of my creation, an area. Uh, it was cobbled together over the last 10 to 12 years between me, friends, and family. Uh, given life by Michael Sands, Monster of the Week. Great RPG, good place to start. With me, I have these four wonderful gentlemen. Who is this gentleman to my right? It's weird. It's like I've known you for 36 years. <laughs> um, I am Steve. I uh, feel like I've known you for 36 years, too. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Um, I am my Monster brother. Uncle. I uh, used to play Van Helsing, but as you heard in the last story, uh, he died in a very horrible, tragic death. I am picking up the peanut butter boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I play uh, Van Helsing, um, the almost 600-year-old monster hunter that plays the expert book. And, yeah, looking to murder the shit out of my asshole brother. I like the Not idea the like, one that's running the podcast, the Whew, Dracula. Good. I had a weird moment of panic where I'm like, now's not the time, dude. It's on. <laughs> you got like a mouth full of crackers like me. <laughs> it's, it's the one. <laughs> oh, people are yeah. watching. Realize that as well, I well, said it, I should probably uh, specify which brother. Right. 
I don't. It's one of my favorite like little videos on Twitter, like people use their responses. But I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's where Fifty Cent. I forget who it was. I think it was Floyd Mayweather. He's like, "What do you say? Fuck me for?" <laughs> and, and it just gets used in in that context. And it, whenever you randomly get our product, that that was Sam in that moment. What do you say? Fuck me for? <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good brother over here. Brought you on the show. Now I'm dead. I so I went from Fifty Cent to uh, Roddy Dangerfield. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I get no respect. No respect. Far no away, respect. Rob. I get respect. Far away, Rob. Who are you? That's it. That's all I got to say. I'm far away, Rob. <laughs> Aww. Eventually, I'm gonna give Sam and Cam a decent soundbite to use for my intro, but it's way more fun for me. You guys got to deal with my bullshit. Um, far away, Rob. I'm in Denver. I currently have a 90-pound German Shepherd playing with his pig so if you guys hear some oinking i don't apologize that uh, is dog. not a euphemism the- that is not a euphemism please understand <laughs> yeah. it's even better if it is uh no i'm far away rob i live in denver i play orpheus i play our somewhat juvenile uh based off of the characters we have presented thus far uh 300 year old swamp thing i wouldn't say juvenile i'd say naive Naive, yeah. I mean, he's like, what, about 330 years, give or take? Uh, swamp thing. Yeah, and he's been progressing. I mean, he, he's learned what the internet is. He's learned a lot. He learned yeah. not to introduce so, himself yeah. to a new group as a giant tree person the hard way. <laughs> and, and who is this gentleman looking at me with that beard? Who's this guy? Beard. Hey, I'm Taylor. I play Marcellus Corvinson, the monstrous playbook, 1,100-year-old vampire-warlock combo. Um, yeah, uh, Radu, Tepesh, and I are going to uh, hunt Dracula down. You guys are interestingly, uh, I mean, Radu directly, but you, by bite, you're related to Robert Pattinson. He is a descendant of Vlad Tepesh. He was Batman. Right. He was good. I like him. And uh, who is this oddly quiet Ironic gentleman? Ironic, he played a vampire. I, I was. I, I was. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I was interrupting left and right last game, so I was trying to make a point to not interrupt constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Cameron, and I play Bernard. And uh, I went from being kind of hypothetically doomed to being quite literally doomed according to the rules of the game. Uh, in the last episode. Um, I guess we're going to see how that goes. I, 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 I made one joke in the first episode, or in the second one, since we've come back. Uh, that one, you know, the frog joke went okay. But uh, doing the old whoopsie-daisies handshake on a, uh, what maybe was a demon, maybe not my best move. And in a lo- long list of bad moves... I can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna meta just a little bit. I don't think he's a demon. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I'm reasonably sure he's not. I think I know what he is or something that he is. I don't think I'm he's a demon. I'm reasonably sure he's like put me back in my swamp. Like he's the devil himself. Nope. And I know with demon. I don't think he's a demon at all. He said something specific last time. I. Th- think I have an idea of what he is. I'm waiting for Taylor to call it out, but it surprises me he hasn't. I wasn't listening to his dialogue because I was reading oh. the playbook. Fair. Understood. Or I, I don't know have caught it. specifically who he's supposed to be, but I think I know what race he is. 
Right. What do you say specifically that caught your attention? Um, let me see. It was don't give someone your name or oh, eat, yeah, eat, okay. eat anything that they're that's given to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, all right, you guys got it. I got the smiles. That's, that's what that's what I'm in it for. So where we left off, uh, Marcellus had just collected um, Van Helsing, which was a name, a moniker he took on in uh, a time frame when he was actually learning how to be a doctor to also heal in his time of extended life. The the Dutch name Van Helsing. Um, but uh, we are we are staying with these two at the beginning of this episode. They are arriving. Uh, presumably sometime later, some fighting over the radio, I would assume, at some point. Uh, driver picks the tunes, passenger shuts his cake hole. That was you. Agreed. I know, I'm a right. passenger. Driver picks the tunes, passenger shuts his cake hole. I love of Supernatural, that brought us together. Mm-hmm. Good reference. You arrive at the outskirts of what was once a New England town. Sometime in the 70s or 80s, a a vampire of note, whose name is not mentioned, who is now dead, attempted to turn everyone in the town. Though he was successful, Anarium stepped in and created a barrier. Think of it like the Hogwarts barrier. If humans get too close, they're not... Oh, I forgot to turn the, the, the microwave off. I need to go home. Does it make sense? No, but they don't go in. It is a, a shield, a containment. Because the number of vampires in there was great enough they didn't need them escaping. And without having a sire anymore, think of them as feral dogs, more or less. There was no one to keep them in check. After a time, both the Narium and the Vampire High Council decided that they would make this a vampire prison. So people have been added to it as years have gone on. They can't get out, and things can't get in, unless a doorway is made, which requires certain credentials. You arrive, you get out of your vehicle, start gearing up. You know this is the lot. You know that this isn't playing. Radu is using a small amount of the magic in him, that chaos magic that his brother gave him all those years ago, to mask the fact he has a heartbeat. Having a heartbeat inside the lot is a death sentence. If they know you have blood, they will eat it. They are not fed enough to sustain themselves. This is intentional. Keeps them weak, makes it difficult for them to get out. As you pull up, you get out, you get geared. An individual walks up to you two. Man in a a flannel shirt and a big cowboy hat. He's got longish hair, fairly well-trimmed beard, kind of that scrawny rancher that we all kind of picture when we think cowboy. Well, I suppose y'all been the ones sent here to help me with my feeding tonight. I was told to expect some folks that are wanting to go in. My name's Butch Wolo. Who are you? Well, I'm really glad you guys both jumped in on that. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I was writing his name down. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Notes, notes, Not notes. even fucking seen, but... Yeah. Um, evening, Butch. It, now, let me preface this. I assume he's an Arium. Actually, interestingly, Butch is employed by the Vampire Council. 
Okay, even better. He is a rancher from out west who brings a herd of cattle here about twice a year to feed the vampires in the lot. Okay. So, is he aware of yes. the vampire council? Okay. In fact, as a vampire, if, let's, as you've never met him before, would you like to roll to read? It's not really read about a situation. But it's it's not really even investigate. Do investigate a mystery for me. We'll do that one. Okay. Roll in like three episodes. Make somebody roll. <laughs> I know, like right, because like a lot of it was story. But we need to get back into that that habit of rolling eight every time. Every time, you know, eight is not a thirteen. So I will grant you that. I'm trying to get you that one last one last experience point to get you leveled up. I'm working on it. You I know, want it, like before we get in, when uh when you interact with butch you realize this man does not have a heartbeat this is not not a traditional human but he is not a vampire he does not give off the Uh, essence of vampire right here he's magically constricted i mean you know he's not human and you know he's not a vampire if you want to ask him of course you're more than welcome Butch, uh, let me preface this. I'm Marcellus. I think you probably heard of me. Mr. Corvinson. Of course, you were the one I was told to expect. Your yes. friend. I wasn't certain if he'd show up or not. Van Helsing, kind of a myth amongst your kind. I wasn't certain if he was friendly enough to come aboard. It's a pleasure to meet you. Give me a second. I'm, I'm not done. I'm panicking. <laughs> You're right. The pleasure's not mutual. Well, ain't you just friendly? Mr. Corvinson, I'm supposed to open this door with you as I feed the group. Uh, First, what are you? Because you're not a human and you're not a vampire. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that. It means your senses ain't as dull as they might be. I'm a revenant. Oh, Something I care about greatly lives inside the lot. My desire to keep them fed and somewhat safe the best I can in their imprisonment has given me life beyond life. So I'll ranch out west, and I'll bring the herd here. I've made a good living so far, longer than most. have a number of zombies that work on my ranch that a local necromancer's kind enough to keep us in uh, freshness, as one might call it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, we uh, we definitely need to get inside. And, All right. Uh, with a quickness. Come with me. I'll take you to where the herd is. That's where they come in. That's generally where they all come to the opening. They know when it's coming. I don't know if they got calendars or what, but they generally have some idea when I'm showing up. It's nice to know. It's almost friendly. They don't attack me. So you guys walk shortly up the road and where you come to is actually a pen like a a temporary pen of cattle probably 50 60 head are inside this little pen he walks up to the what is an unseen barrier he puts his hand out he says a few words and there's a small opening the whole the whole dome of this prison does I'm not I'm going to stop you right there. What you got? I'm going to make a read a bad situation roll. Yep. There's a specific question I want to ask. 
Because I got a feeling something's going to happen. Hey, it's either experience or you're going to get it. Four, five, six, seven. Plus, like, plus for everyone playing at home, um, this is a soft reboot of a character I've played before. So I actually switched playbooks. So he used to be a wrong, and I have kept the I know my prey. Oh, so he gets the plus one. Do I still get the plus one for investigating, pursuing, or fighting your chosen prey? I'll Since give you we're that. Around the, we're doing sure. vampires. Yeah. So I'm at a eight. All right. What's your question? Uh, my question is: Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? No. Uh, okay. There are some standing around the door. What Swear you are? I thought you were going to ambush us. No. Oh. What you are seeing is a you are very distressful. I am. <laughs> it's not just him. I, I can. <laughs> This would be a perfect spot to have somebody screw with us, but yeah. uh, what it would be a perfect spot for a little brother, like thirty-six years of pent-up rage. Like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> everything comes out. No, <clears throat> uh, you're noticing off in the distance because it's kind of a wooded area around the town, a road that leads in. You're feeding the cows in on this road. There are a small handful of very thin emaciated vampires but they're far enough down because at this point they've learned or been taught that if we stand right by the door cows don't come in they are waiting to be fed as the door opens he opens the gate herd starts to move in they're very very nervous he pulls out a colt single action and lets off one shot I'm still getting my knife out. And the the cows start rushing in. And as they make it further down the road, not out of sight, you see a... Tiamat. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, it's a dragon. You see the dragon. Jesus, could you see the dragons? You can and now. We got dragons here. <laughs> I am not prepared for dragons. I don't think you guys are either. You see... It's okay. If it's vampire dragons, I get plus one. That's nice. That'll help. That'll help. With that, the dragons. You see a number of these emaciated vampires flock to this herd. Like piranhas in the Disney thing that lied to us about how piranhas work. And what's weird is that if you're paying attention, you're noticing that the first vampires that get to the cows bite into the cows and start drinking. The vampires that can't reach the cows are biting the vampires that can and feeding off of them just to try to get something out of it. No matter how many times I see this shit, I'll never get used to it. You know, and this is that's honestly something I've never seen. And I don't I'm not gonna say it's never been done, but like that is a a like some truly disturbing imagery. If that's not so even even in a world where you know stuff like this, but to Matt like that's it's pretty fucked up, Sam, and I like it. <laughs> Sending cows to slaughter <laughs> duty, Cam. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, th- to for for that to happen is a feeding frenzy, and then to to not only to be so hungry that then they would just bite other vampires to like it's pretty fucked up imagery if you think about what's actually happening. Like, I don't know, I've never seen that in a vampire story. They're where, just sentient straws. They're fine. Yeah, I've I've, I've, just, <laughs> I've just honestly never, I've watched a lot of vampire shit. I've never seen something like bite something that's biting something else. I don't know if I came up with this, but I remember having the thought that that would be a great scene. Yeah. 
and then was like, no, I'm doing that. <laughs> no, That's ne- something I want in. I watched a lot of <laughs> shit and read a lot of shit. I've, I've never seen that. I thought that was really cool. As they're feeding off each other, Butch takes a moment in front of the doorway, and he goes, it's weird. There don't seem to be as many as normal. That's odd. They have an idea when they get fed. If y'all are going in, I'm coming with you. No, you're not. That would not be advisable. He snaps his finger and the door closes. I don't have to let you in either. All right, your funeral. The council says you do. I did my part. You let us in? No, you didn't. Your daddy's the one that asked me to let you in. The council may not be aware of such things. Council's very aware. All right, I'm going to get my rifle, and I'll go in there without you, because I'm supposed to keep an eye on things. That's where you want me all to leave you. That's where you'll be. He goes back to his truck, and he grabs an old rifle. Walks back up to the gate, puts his hand out, it opens again. Y'all coming with me or not? Yep. In we go. You guys start to walk down. Interestingly, these vampires have no interest in any of you. They are feeding on these cows. Now, more cows than traditional are making it further down the road. Y'all are kind of following Bessie, the lead cow, to where you're going. Because that's where the town's at. Or anything around us that's going to come out of nowhere. Uh, read a bad situation. You can do it too, if you want. It's just an, it's an option. It's a roll. Damn it! He wanted that experience and he rolled a 12. You know it. That's exactly what I rolled as a 12. I know you. I know you and your dice. Weighted dice, everyone at home. Taylor, Why can't I roll a six? Seven, eight, oh, wait, I roll two of them every time. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Sorry for just touching the dice. It's fine. There's more in here. Oh, wait. You want to look at those? What'd you roll? I rolled a nine. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, Marcellus is more confident, but you also have this feeling that no, it's it's actually kind of dead out here. No pun intended. (laughs) 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 Dead jokes. Not a cemetery. Neighborhood's pretty dead. Not as dead as it's gonna be. It's weird because you're expecting something, and even sensing what's around you. You really don't have a ton, and Marcellus is 100% confident, like, no, if there was something here, I would know it, and it's not. Marcellus just has a bad, bad feeling about this, and I'm just going to look over at Radu and say, something is not right, dude. I could have told you that before we set foot in here. No shit, Sherlock. You girls going to stop flirting. perfect instance. We got... Day, nightlight time. Oh, Jesus. You girls gonna stop flirting? We got nightlight to burn. I'm gonna smack you in about five seconds if you don't shut up and keep walking. You no, wouldn't be the no, first. No, we save that for later. We need him right now. Y'all are just jolly group of fuckers, ain't you? Wait. And on that note, we'll cut back. Last thing that I've said to Bernard is my swamp is yours, but he kind of disappeared to go to the gravesite, correct? Yes. 
Had he ever previously taken me to this gravesite? Nope. Am I familiar with where it is? He has not been there, as he said, in quite a number of years. You could call him. Yeah, it doesn't have to be mystical. It doesn't have to be magic. You could just yeah. call him. But does Bernard the have any of his time, leaves or twigs on him? For the first time in my career, I'm going to definitely flip loan. Like, the sidekick, too. I'm, like... A slide-out phone, maybe a blackjack or something like that. Like <laughs> a really like, let's let's go. I'm gonna use this really old phone and like boost mobile. Where you at? <laughs> he opens it. He's like, call Bernard. Tell him. Tell him that it's me. <laughs> uh Bernard, you get a phone call. And realistically, you'd have it programmed in that it's Orpheus's phone. What do you yeah. do? Um. At this point, will we, will we, or do I just make it up? Like, would I be driving? It's up to you, man. It's your character. Are you dead set on getting where you're going? Well, and to be fair, too, so when we left off, he was just kind of leaving, so I, I, I have movement. Yes, now. yes. Um, So I think that's where we'll probably start is that's probably probably happens right after that. I'm kind of like brushing myself off. Like, it ain't my first deal with the devil. Um, and then I hear the phone ring again. I probably don't have a, a, a much more advanced phone than you do. Tell tell him that I answered. Tell <laughs> yeah. him that Bernard answered the phone. Tell him I answered the phone. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Bernard answers. Says, well, if it ain't my favorite tree, man. It, you put the receiver up. Uh, do you have an ear? A nod. You know I have a head. A head is not complete without two ears. That's fair. Uh, well, he's kind of looking around. Still, I mean, some weird shit just happened to him, so I think he's still kind of feeling a little odd. So, throw his stuff in the back seat and kind of go like, what can I do for you? Bernard, it has been a couple of days since I have heard from you. I need to know you are well, my friend. Well, I'm not dead, and... I do not sense you in my swamp, Bernard. Tell me, what is it you plan? Well, I think right now, on the advice of what I'm guessing to be a demon or devil of some sort, I'm heading to, I think he said it was a hospital of some sort. So I can talk to somebody who can maybe uh, give me an idea how I can hunt down a mad scientist. You know, pretty run-of-the-mill stuff. Bernard, you have taught me much about the Nazi scientists. I would be wary of such things. This demon, though. Yeah, he's a weird red fucker. I guess I can't really rightly call him a demon. I don't know. Uh... Honestly, I don't want to talk too much. I don't know if he's still here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Can you, like, you just, like, know where I am if I, like, touch a leaf or something? Is that how it works? Or uh, if I give you, like, a road sign, can you come find me? Bernard, if you can find a body of water that I have once visited, I can be there. Now, as your GM, 
I will let you attempt to teleport to him if he tells you where he is at and you look at a map, but for the first time, you will have to roll for it because you have never been there. Well, say if not, I'm about to go all frozen. Like Olaf said, all water has memories. So technically. (laughs) (laughs) We get some dice going here. So I got me a couple of dice. My listener's at home. It's going to be a six plus weird. I'm pretty fucking weird. So I think that's an eight. Confirm. Oh. Oh. Looking at the map, you come to a general idea of where he's at. You can attempt to teleport, but you're not going to wind up right where he's at. You're going to have to have that locator moment where it's like, well, I'm by a big blue house. Well, there's like three of them. Which one? I'm waving my arms. Yeah. Lord, I have made it to town, but they do not seem to have made it to you. I think I am in... Just know where I am, Bernard. Help me get to you. I'm gonna venture a guess that you don't know how to drop a pin. <laughs> Send that to me. You know what? I'll tell you. <laughs> Orpheus, roll to investigate a mystery. <laughs> Is that gonna be a sharp, I think? Yeah. Yep. Okay. A 10. You can reasonably tell him where you're at. You're looking at road signs, you're looking at landmarks. You let him know where you're at and he comes to you. Alright, so I, I make it there. I'll say I get out and... No, I won't even say I get out. I kind of pull up to where, like, the passengers... Well, I don't even know how he can get in here, to be honest. I think that's what I'll do, actually. I'll pull up and I come over and I'm like, do I... You, you pull up seeing with the ceiling missing? Yeah, do you want to get like on top or something? You coming with me or like how do you how do you suppose we make this work? But not it. It's been a few centuries. But I am much larger than you. It is perhaps best that I am not on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I asked for that one. Uh I just appreciate somebody giggling over there. <laughs> it's Steve laughing his ass. <laughs> yep. Um, he's like, well, uh, I guess if I can't get you to get on top, he's going to pull out that card. And he's going to say, maybe we can get to the bottom of this. You ever seen You want him to pull out what? The card. He said, you ever seen one of these? Where did you get this from, Bernard? Tell me now. Hey. Your mom. Those are horses, I told you. It's a weird red dude named Roderick. Okay. His right hand is red. The rest of him is normal. Now that seems exactly how Bernard would describe him. (laughs) And don't forget, Orpheus, Roderick told you you can't speak of your interaction with him. He did, I don't recall him saying that to me, right? He didn't say it to you. Okay, okay. No, he didn't say it to you, but he said it to Orpheus. And I will go so far as to say that if you speak to him about it, sing a card in his hand, that there is a likelihood that nothing bad is going to happen. I do not know That's why something. I feel this way, but I don't think this is the route to go. Mm. You are friends, and I will follow you to the gates of hell. Well, lucky for you, bub. I think that's exactly where we're going. Ah, actually, that's in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) 
but with that, I think Bernard's going to head to the driver's seat. And, um, yeah. All right, so we're going to skip past some of the awkward listening to music, weird conversation. You actually arrive at the Sacred Heart. It's one of the only hospitals with that name in Illinois. You arrive, you walk up to the nurse at the front desk, you let her know where you need to go. And she looks at you a little surprised. And she, she informs you that this person doesn't get many visitors. But apparently her dad was someone famous. Takes you to room... Of course, I turned the page thinking Six. I was done. Yeah. Room 306. 306, okay. In this room, you find a 20-something-year-old young lady. She is a quadriplegic. She is on an air pump set next to her. She can't move. Her body doesn't quite work right. She's got some scars across her face. She is in stable, but not great shape. None of these wounds are new. Clearly, she has been here for a while, and it is a room she is in all by herself. Someone has paid for her to maintain some of her privacy and comfort in a very uncomfortable situation. Who are you? Um, is it just me? I don't know. Orpheus, would you have gone on with him? Yeah, I just told him I'd follow him to hell, so I don't see why he hasn't asked me to stay back. Yeah. Well, that's it. We just hadn't talked, so I'm just going to, if you're here, I don't know how much we can just talk to this. Uh, hey. I assume you've used in your pepper shaker. That was my next question. <laughs> Give me a high-low, Cameron. What do you want, high or low? Well, you just walked into a public place that is a hospital filled with people. I don't think this should be a dice roll. <laughs> if you want it to be, you can. But having the SWAT team called for the monster in the hospital is going to turn out way worse than it did than with the Amish. Okay, yeah, we're going to go ahead and crack that pepper shaker. Thanks, DM to player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I wanted to see how that played out. That would have ended much, much worse because security would have gotten involved. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a bunch of scared people in a barn. It would yeah. have been dude with guns going, "Oh fuck, what is that?" Before you got to room what three was hospital <laughs> security gonna do to a fucking tree man? Yeah, uh, what nothing. The fuck's going on here? But oh. then they call the SWAT team. Is that fucking peanut butter boy? Is he security? <laughs> oh shit! Ah, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think it'll say, uh, well. We are, uh, well, I guess I'm, we aren't agents. Uh, he's an agent, and uh, I'm just an old asshole that uh, likes to talk too much. Do you uh, like somebody to talk to? She, the best she can, looks down at herself and looks back up at you and says, Well, I'm certainly not going anywhere. With almost a smile on her face. Okay. That's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping for a little uh, a bit of an interaction that way. So, um, I was kind of gesturing, you know, mind if I sit? I'm sure there's a chair somewhere. There's a couple of chairs in there, yeah. And she kind of, like, points her eyes at the chair and looks back at you and goes, Well, I'm not using it. So, it's free real estate. Um, so, he'll take a seat. So you have entered. You are sitting. Orpheus, what do you do? Wait, wait, let's pause. Bonjour, mon ami. 
Je m'appelle Orpheus. We are here to ask but a few questions. Y'all are here about my dad, aren't you? Jack Dokes, the artist. Well, I'll be honest, he's the only that that is a name that resonates with you. You know that is the oh, person. The Damn it, I don't have a pen. Can I see your pen? That is a name. That pen. is the I'll name. Also give you a pencil that's over that, here too. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the artist. You said you knew who you were looking for. That's right. That's and right. it is Jackson Dokes. He is the one that carved the gargoyle that your church purchased and put on its roof. You are speaking with Annie Dokes, his daughter. So I, I think, like you said, that will resonate with him. And again, like I said, he knew who he was looking for, but he didn't know uh, where he was walking into right now. Um. So I, I think I was kind of smile and he'd be like, "Those deals with the devil." Yep, you know, that's exactly who I'm looking for. You, uh, let me ask you this: How weird has shit been around you in your life? Shit's been pretty weird around mine. But not, I do not appreciate you speaking of me as if I was not here. And he chuckles a little bit at that. And I'm going to need you to make a charisma roll. With that joke, though, I'm going to give you a plus two. Okay. She, uh, with that, with that moment of Orpheus saying it, <clears throat> has really warmed her up to you guys very shortly. Okay. Where you guys you mean had a this charm roll. Charm. Yes, charm. So that'll Thank put you. me at a zero. So that's. <laughs> Wait, that's me rolling a charm, Is not it? you, right? Uh, if you guys want to roll it together, we can average them out. Uh, you guys can decide. Eight. You said plus two, so that's a ten. I, I just thought it was me because I was the one that had asked. You roll two. two. Okay. Good. Two. So two plus what? Plus Zero? Two. That's a... Oh! Jesus Christ, you guys can't make this easy, can you? I was expecting you to do well. Uh, well, you're going to mark experience. And she is... Uncertain of you two. She wants to like you, but you are not the first persons to come here and ask about her dad. Hmm. What can I tell you about the great... Jackson Dokes. Hmm. Well, I wanted experience. I know you did, bud. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'll get you there. You're bad at charm, right? I do apologize yeah. that my friend does not know how to speak in front of a lady. Your father, he, he was a man with many interests. What can I ask you to tell me of him? This time you're going to roll charm just to get answers. This is not about her impression of you. This is actually about how willing she is to share with you. Straight charm. Anything else? Uh, it is roll to manipulate somebody. I don't like the term manipulate, but it's what the what the book calls it. It's going to be a nine. Okay. She is willing to give you answers. But in return, 
eventually the questions are going to come to a point. She's more than happy to talk with you. You want information about her dad. So ask your questions, and in the end, we, we will get to the point where she is hitting that nine of a mixed result. As I have said, your father, he was a man of many interests. And my friend, he is uninteresting. So if you will humor me but a moment, you can tell me more of your father, yes? Tell me the man that he was and what he did. He was a good dad. He was a decent husband. He got real good at art and sculpture real quick. Kind of out of nowhere. He had always tried, but it was never good. And then he got famous. And for about eight years, it was real good. And then he started to get paranoid. Your father, his art, before it gets good, do you remember him meeting anyone new? Speaking of a new acquaintance, any appointments that he would not have taken otherwise? I don't know. I was a teen. I was young. I don't know. I, I think Bernard will, again, kind of pull out the card and just go like, ever seen one of these? No. That's... Looks like a business card in a really gross shade of red. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You got me. Continue. He tried so long. <laughs> he was terrible at sculptures. He could do some watercolors, but they weren't anything fancy. He watched hours of Bob Ross, YouTube videos, how to get better. And one day he came home super excited. He said this was it. This was his big break. He finally found inspiration. And he went out and he carved a swan out of wood with hand tools. And it was beautiful. And everything after that point was art. It's the best way I can describe it. And then, eight years later, it changed, and he got paranoid. He got famous. He did sculptures for movies. He had a contract with Lord of the Rings when it came out. He, he got contracted from people in England. I think the Crown had him carve things for them out of marble or stone. And then he just snapped and got so paranoid. And you can tell she is a million miles away. She is remembering this as though she was there. I think if there's a pause, I, I think Bernard wants to ask this art. 
did uh, any sort of unfortunate events tend to happen around said art well if you're talking about the statue that broke while I was standing under it and broke my neck and caused me to be stuck in this bed for the rest of my life, then I would suppose, yes, some bad things happened around his art. She's not taking it super personal. She's trying to deal with some emotions you guys yeah. have kind of dredged up. Nope. I mean, like people will re- occasionally come around and they ask about where her dad is and how she's been. She's easy to find. Yeah. He is not. Yeah. Wait, the... Uh, sorry. Blending things together. What if, uh... What if I told you... You weren't the only person that got, uh... Hurt... By some of your father's art. And, uh... What if I added... This statue and... Well, stay with me here. Straight up fucking murdered someone. This is where Rob's mixed result comes in. This is where the mixed result of the initial impressions come in. What do you want with my dad? Well... I want to kill him. I'm going to be honest with you right now, as much as it might surprise you, that's exactly what she wanted to hear. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that. That's the way. <laughs> uh, she looks at you, and she tells you where to find her dad, where the manor is. Reads off that address in a heartbeat and says, just make sure it's quick. And she kind of starts crying to herself. I think, again, him being the kind of person he doesn't really deal with emotions that well, I, I think he will nod in her direction, whether she's looking or not. Kind of motion to Orpheus. It's time for us to go. And close the door behind him. At that, we come back to the lot with our three heroes, if that's what you choose to call them. Is Butch really worthy of being called a hero? Has he earned it? I don't know, maybe. As you start to come up on the town, you can actually see the town from where you are. You're noticing some vampires just sort of rambling around in the road. But as you continue forward, there's a few that look different. There's a few of these emaciated vampires that have rather large, bloated, extended stomachs. And when they see you guys moving the way you are, they start to come towards you. What do you do? I am going to try and investigate a mystery. Okay. Seven, um, not sharp. 
seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, you get two questions. What you got? Um, what is it going to do? These things look super hungry. Most likely, if they get to you, they're going to attack you. Okay. These are oddly unlike but similar to everything else around them. Like, they're going to try and eat all of us? Yes. They okay. are not looking e at you individually. Even, it even is, though... They have a different level of hunger than the okay. others do. Okay. Where the others are occasionally satiated by cattle and latching onto cows. These have a certain level of feral to them that you are not used to seeing in everything you've come across so far. Okay, that kind of answers one of the other questions. Uh, what is being concealed here? These vampires are different in a way that you are not aware of, but they are different and far more aggressive and feral. I will give you that much. Their body movements, the way they're looking at you, they're different. Okay. So, uh, those are not normal. How far away are they? I'm going to give you guys a good, like, 30, 40 feet. Like, they're a distance away, but they locked in on you like homing missiles. As soon as there's these, three of them, you said? There's three. As soon okay. as they saw you, it's almost like they perked up and they are headed your way. Mostly based on body language. They know you're not like the other vampires. They'll try to feed you. Feed on you. I'm going to I'm gonna sh shoot one in the head with my suppressed pistol. Oh, uh, give me a kick some ass roll. Let's see, let's see how you do. Eight. <laughs> you want to experience so bad. Uh, how much? That's uh, three damage, right? I rolled a five and I got eight. Uh, yeah. Three damage. Uh, it takes the hit. Um, you're not, it doesn't hit quite where you wanted it to because it's dark, even though you have some dark vision there. And it, uh, goes into the thing's stomach. Damn. You've, you've hit it hard enough that it, it's definitely reacting. The thing that's odd is that something's coming out of the wound. It is a, from this distance, even with your vision, it's it's like spaghetti is coming out of the wound. Oh, screw you. What happens next as they start to encrouch in? Butch looks at you and goes, taking the first shot might not have been the best idea. Other I'll than them taking the first shot. I'll Butch, follow your lead. Butch, shut the hell up. I am going I am going to um do my air quotes here, use magic roll to try and boost my night vision. Okay. Six. Six, seven, and eight. Your ability to see at night increases, as if this, this magic inside you is being reallocated to your eyes. Of course, your phantom mode of not being detected by vampires to be known that you have this heartbeat. Um, this 
your vision enhances enough that you can notice, and possibly Marcellus, because you have natural kind of a night vision, that these spaghetti noodles are flexing. Gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. What do you guys like to do next? I'd like to kill it with fire, but I don't have any fire, so screw you. They continue to walk closer. How close are they? You're thinking about 10, 15 feet. You took your turn. I know, but uh, right now all I really have I'm to gonna use is a last knife. one with a fireball. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> go for it. Are you sure that's a good idea? Nope. <laughs> At least he's honest. While he God does that, I'm going, again. going to pull the shotgun off of my back, just in case. As the fireball hits this creature, it is engulfed in flames. I, is it the same one you shot before? Yeah. Uh, it hits it, and it lets out a rather horrendous screech. Which gathers the attention of the other things around it, as well as does the light. When the fireball hits it, it kind of bursts like a balloon. That distended stomach kind of pops. And what you find inside is a mixture of guts and more of the, until further notice, spaghetti noodles, which continue to writhe as they burn. Are you really just trying hard not to use the W word? No, it's it's specific. When you guys get closer. I mean, okay. I guess at this point, he's close enough. It's filled with worms. I kind of figured. Uh, um, like, well, one down. Well, I guess that would be a better a question for people that are there. But um, you're you're getting the attention of others. You have two more of these odd vampires moving towards you, but some of the normal, just sort of like moving along on their own because traditionally in some i say traditionally but in some mythologies vampires take on characteristics of what they feed on which is why they're fed cattle because they're docile and simple-minded and easy to control so most of them are kind of like moving along down their little way like a cow would these guys aren't the two that were already aware of you begin to move a little bit quicker towards you. At this point, oh, we're shit. talking about 10 feet from both of you right now. Are they close enough I can run up and use the knife on one of them? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I'm going to do that. Two, three, four... Five, six. Oh shit! I get it just only because I get my I know my prey. <laughs> okay, so wait. Okay. So I got seven. Um, I'm assuming the kukri does two harm because it's just a plain knife. I think that's what knives are. Yeah, it's I also just a big knife. Yeah. I also have. Oh, it's one harm. Okay, one harm. I also have precise strike. When you inflict mm -hmm. harm on a monster, you can aim for a weak spot. Roll plus tough. On a 10 plus, you do two harm, plus two harm. On a 7 and 9, you do one harm. On a miss, uh, Sam gets to screw with me some more. So, so we're, we're going to try this again. So you should have done that before. I'm going to give it to you this time. Well, no, because I think it's it's when you... 
You would just get a plus when one. You when you inflict, inflict harm. harm. So you, if I inflict harm, I roll oh, again. Oh, you get to roll again. Yes. Yeah, it's an additional roll, and then he either gets two additional harm, one additional harm, or leaves himself open. Five, six, seven. So I do another, so it's two harm. All right, so you're no. good. Yeah, so you do an extra one. Yeah, yeah so two. So you do two harm. As the Kukri passes through this, you leave a gaping wound. Vampire's not down. But there's still more of these worms inside of See, it. I was hoping to roll high enough I could lop its head off and not and avoid all ah, this mess. But, but, you but didn't. I didn't. So these worms inside of it actually start extending towards you. I hate you right now. They can sense there's something there to eat. Though they don't recognize you as a human, as their worms. Screw you. Food source. You now have a vampire directly in front of you with a number of worms reaching out to get you as well. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Anarium. Um, this was a really fun episode, as they all are. Um, we had a little bit of story, a little bit of action. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. And sorry it was a little late. Um, we've had a little bug floating around the house, and I've been spending a little time with the kids and trying to help them feel a little healthier and happier. And uh, it just kind of took away from what I was able to do uh, down here. Sometimes getting down here just to click you know, upload is a little trickier than you might think. So, um, I got down here, we got it done and, uh, it is ready for your listening and actually you already listened to it. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're getting pretty close to a, a pretty cool moment that, uh, man, I'm, I'm really excited for you guys to hear. Um, but you gotta wait two more weeks and I promise it'll be out on time. I promise. So thank you so much. Remember to keep uh, following us on all the social medias. If you aren't already go click those follow and subscribe buttons. Um, tell us what you want to hear. You can you can email us. Uh, the emails are, are on the social media pages or just, you know, uh, a comment uh, on the page itself. Um, yeah. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>